On fourth and five, Jones steps up, takes off, he's in, touchdown! What a debut for Daniel Jones. Unbelievable. Danny Dimes. Helped us, uh, helped us hit our Giants bets, that's for sure. Welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys Podcast. I'm here uh, with Robbie and Adam. Uh, this is Evan Newberger. Uh, guys, we're uh, we're previewing week four today. We want to recap week three a little bit. But first, uh, got to get some news and notes. <laughs> we got the hype train coming out. Robbie, Robbie, why don't you take this one away? Oh, we got the hype train coming out because... Reports are Melvin Gordon is going to report to team practice tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday, you're probably listening it on uh, Thursday, and uh, you might see some news that he's uh, there, some good stuff going on. That means uh, he won't be playing against Miami. He, he's not going to be able to, but the week after, you know, he's back. As a Melvin Gordon owner, how excited are you for this? Oh, after the absolutely awful week i've had this is oh this is the bright spot <laughs> right now this is all i can think He's about all i want to think about it <laughs> it's like that one golf shot that you know keeps you coming back <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i mean uh obviously uh eckler's still going to be a go for this week but uh i still expect eckler to be involved a yeah. little bit as they kind of phase gordon back in but you gotta think you're gonna be firing uh gordon up here for the foreseeable future, so that's great. It's great for the league. Obviously, you want the talent on the field. Um, Chargers sitting at one and two. Yeah, they need them. They need them. That's right. That's right. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's big news, guys. Um, you know, definitely uh, definitely good news for the Chargers. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, Eckler had a very strong showing. I think that offensive line has looked great uh, to start the season. So uh, big things, I think, in the future for Melvin Gordon. We'll see. But uh, guys, let's let's get into our week three uh, recap here. Um, did pretty good. We uh, we did good. I mean, uh, Adam, you were eleven and six. I was eleven and six. Robbie came in uh, betting five hundred, eight and eight. Still eleven good. and six. Still good. Eleven and five. Eleven, 11 and five. five. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm shortchanging us. I'm shortchanging us. But um, yeah. So uh, week three uh, lock. Also hit here, uh, I had the Rams minus three. Uh, so that hit against the Browns. So, uh, you know, you made some money there. That's right. That's right. So How do our other two locks do? Robbie, describe what happened at the uh Oh, well, I, I don't know if you remember, but I said the highest score I could see possible was a 20-24 final. And the final was 27-24. Uh, and that extra seven came off of a... 100-yard kick return by Jamal Agnew. When you have a big play like that, you know, that takes no time off the clock. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. I know, I don't know how that hurt feels. Uh, I had the Patriots, so I Patriots minus 22. I had, you know, so that was the lock. I, I had that <laughs> the power parlay of the week. Um, yeah, that was a bad beat. Um, you know, being up 30 and oh, yeah. you know, decide to throw in Jason Stidham. Yeah. Jarrett. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. J- Jason. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're gonna Jerry we're gonna said. get into that. Yeah, I'm I'm hot about that one. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bad. I don't beat. know. That's, that's a bad. Beat beat for sure. Don't feel good about that one. But uh, the uh, podcast uh, consensus parlay hit though, guys. So yeah. That's a nice uh, three hundred dollar payout. Yeah, so up two forty on a year. Yeah. Yeah. See, so you know, stick with us. Uh, we're we're spitting out winners here. We're we're up. So, 
uh, yeah, guys, looking good. But um, I want to get into now kind of our uh, surprises for week three. So, uh, Adam, why don't you kick us off here? All right. Uh, my good surprise for the week was the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they played almost two weeks two weeks ago um, last Thursday night, but I, I like the way they played against the Titans. Um, you know, it was a very simplified game plan. Uh, I, this is what I envisioned the Nick Foles offense being. Uh, Gardner Minshew's just stepping in there and fulfilling a role, but yeah, it's a lot of down downfield, almost lob ball throws 50 yards down the field, and they just got playmakers on the outside that can do it. Yeah. DJ and, Chark really coming into his own. Yeah, they're just betting on their athletes to out, outplay opposing corners, and you know you can play a lot of different defenses, but if that strategy works, you saw it with Nick Foles and the Eagles, you know that carried him all the way to a Super Bowl. So I, I really like the game plan that they came out with, and I think you know play action, deep ball, go along with Leonard Fournette, power running game. I think this is a recipe for success, especially when you have that good of a defense. So that, I was pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, on the downside for you. Oh, the Cleveland Browns. This is another one that hurt my wallet. I uh, needed them money line, and uh, that just didn't happen. They they had their opportunities. I think their defense. Um, I think their defense played well. I I I I'd still want them to get a little bit more pass rush. Uh, but offensively, I mean, they talked about it at nauseum. Um, the over two point five seconds, under two point five seconds with Baker. This offensive line is just trash. Um, you know, if, if they're not getting the ball out early, it's not getting completed. Bad things are happening. Drives are stalling. So they got to get it figured out. And, uh, until they, until they do, they're going to, you're going to see a lot of performances like that. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie, uh, why don't you, uh, give us your surprises of the week? You know, the New York football giants, uh, led by the rookie Daniel Jones, uh, that, that, that team, it rallied around each other at the end of the game to come back against the Tampa Bay and man, they they they're definitely very surprising on how they played. Um, my my uh, surprise uh, for bad was Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they, I mean, we're we're talking about how we think Lions are undervalued, but I didn't think that even with Hurt Alshon and um, just a little banged up team, I didn't think they were going to do that bad and give away a victory to the lions yeah yeah it was uh you know the eagles are just off to a very weird start um they didn't look good in that game they're winning against the redskins right won. right um it, they lost to an atlanta team granted it was on the road but atlanta has not looked great thus far either so yeah it, eagles are interesting i'm not sure uh what the issue is there but that uh championship pedigree might be wearing off so we'll see um, my surprises of the week. I I feel like I'm I'm coming back uh, after after disgracing myself here. I'm coming back to the Minnesota Vikings. Jumping back on a long ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I got to give it a, a, an apology. I I trashed this team, and um, you know through three weeks they've looked pretty solid. I I got to give them credit. That offensive line uh, has been very strong, especially uh, in run blocking. Um, Dalvin Cook is just carving teams up right now. You know, Packers look like a very good team, and the Vikings played them close in Lambeau. Um, but but the Vikings just dismantled the Raiders, and they dismantled the Falcons in Week One. So I gotta say, I'm impressed with them. And uh, you know, I'd still like to see a little bit more out of Kirk Cousins, but I, I definitely think the Vikings are going to be a contender this year. Uh, on the downside, we talked about this earlier though, but 
is you know Bill Belichick's the goat, but like that was dumb the way that that played out with bringing in Jarrett Stidham. Uh, he, he throws a pick six, uh, if not on his first throw, within his first couple throws, and in, is immediately pulled from the game because now it's a two-story game. Like, Bill, if you're going to do that, like, at least to have, like, have him in there in a game situation where he's got a longer leash than potentially, like, one throw. Like, are you kidding me? That was ridiculous. Like, if that's even a possibility, then you shouldn't be putting him in the game. And it cost us uh, some money because we were on the Patriots. I mean, he's trying to protect his, what, 42-year-old quarterback or however old Tom is. I mean, it, it, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Protected <laughs> by a, handing it off to a, Sony Michelle three times. For three yards? Yeah. <laughs> low blow, low blow. But, yeah, not not happy about that, Bill. Come on now. You're better than that. All Nick, right, guys. Nick Saban would have never done that. He knows the lines. Yeah. Uh, our return segment here, uh, we're doing uh, Fugazi or For Real. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a... F- All right, Robbie, I'm going to you first. This is one guy, uh, He had a, he's, I believe, the number one wide receiver in uh, half-point BPR scoring, at least. This is Keenan Allen just continuing, having a monster day. It looks like Phillip Rivers was not looking anywhere but Keenan Allen's way. Um, but I'm leaning that this hot start is a, a Fugazi because you have the whole Mike Williams, uh, with that, uh, knee injury week one, um, that knocked him out the rest of the game. And I, the San Diego, well, are they San Diego chargers? No. The LA chargers, they, should be, they should be the San Diego chargers. Um, I mean, I was just in San Diego, so that's probably why I made that connection. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, the Chargers, when they're – we saw it all last year. When they have one of their big playmakers go down, they they lean on somebody else to step up. And it seems like Keenan Allen's been that guy they leaned on. Mike Williams, he seems like he's disappointed, but uh, he had last week – they were – not this past week, week two, they were kind of not giving him a lot of reps just to – since he's kind of nursing that knee, and this past week, you know, it's kind of under the radar, but he, Mike Williams still got seven targets. So I think he could be okay. He'll be good going on, and I think that's going to affect Keenan Allen for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think he's on pace for 240 targets on a year. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Like, that has to go down. Yeah. Uh, Adam, who you got for us? I'm taking Mark Ingram, um, you know, against the Chiefs. Three touchdowns, I think over 100 yards. Uh, just a good running back. I think he's a good scheme fit. You know, they use him power power rushing, uh, but he's also capable of using, catching the ball out of the backfield, which they haven't really used him all that much yet in the passing game, but uh, he's very capable of it. And, you know, just to go along with this offense, for people that, you know, drafted Mark Ingram in like the fourth or fifth, I think he found an RB1 here with a really good offense. Um, he's the main guy. I know Gus... Gus get Gus Edwards gets you know eight eight to ten carries a game, but Mark Ingram's the guy, and uh, you know he, he's going to continue to have success going forward. I think. Nice, nice. I like it. Uh, for me, I'm going uh, to uh, my namesake here, uh, Evan Ingram. Um, guys, you know I wasn't high on Evan Ingram going into the year, but that was under the assumption that Eli was going to. Uh, be playing much more into the season uh, than what's transpired here. And if this is what Daniel Jones looks like, 
you, you you're gonna be really glad uh you know that you drafted uh Evan Ingram in fantasy leagues. Uh this guy's looking like an absolute star out there. He's become the focal point of this offense. Um just uh guys I think I think we're up for um you know he's gonna look like what Vernon Davis looked like in his early years with San Francisco. Uh just just a very prolific player. Uh, guy, guy can guys dominating uh, in the seams. I, I, I'm very impressed with what I've seen here so far. And if if Daniel Jones is uh, halfway competent at quarterback, uh, I think you're going to see big things here. Yeah, that one hand catch over the middle last week was yeah. that was incredible. Best part is he can't block, so he's <laughs> always going to be going out for routes. Yeah, yeah I mean well, he's out there. He is a wide receiver. Yeah, he's wide basically he a yeah, yeah. But looking great though. Mm-hmm. Is him being a tight end? For Fugazi or is it for real? What? <laughs> Didn't Jimmy Graham petition to be a uh, a wide receiver like eight years ago? Oh, oh yeah, 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 for because, uh, because uh, pur- yeah. purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely think Evan Ingram though is uh, that's no Fugazi. That's for real. I think uh, this guy's going to be lighting up score sheets uh, for the rest of the season here. I'm, I'll go again. Uh, we'll, we'll snake this. Uh, my uh, my week three bust, Chris Carson, third straight week with a fumble, um, averaging under uh, four yards per carry right now. He's at like 3.5 on the season. I uh, I, I think Rashad Penny's going to get uh, a lot more involvement in this offense uh, as soon as he uh, kind of heals up from the injury. You saw C.J. Procise mix in a little bit last week. I, I could see Chris Carson's uh, numbers start to decline here. I think uh, this bust might be for real, guys. I'm interested to get your take, though. I, I think, uh, yeah, Penny, he he was making progress towards being kind of taking over that backfield. Uh, hammies aren't good, though. Having yeah. those uh, nagging hammy string injuries, uh, that's uh, not a good sign. But hopefully, it's not bad. It just sounded like he kind of just hold it but yeah. that's something to keep an eye on it's better than putting the ball on the ground mm-hmm. though like that nothing will uh, lose you a job faster oh absolutely yeah. the ball on the ground. I, I, I would i would advise people to just wait one more week uh last week was a weird week for chris carson he i think he tripped at least three times uh in the middle of a hole you know he could have gotten big gains on it there's an issue with his cleats yeah there's something going on with chris carson that game that it, i don't think it had anything to do with his talent um so i i would wait a week um you know you'll, you'll find out this weekend, if he's still in Pete Carroll's good good corner, um, otherwise you're going to see a lot of Rashad Penny if he's out there. Um, CJ Procise. All right, Adam, let's stay with you now. Um, I don't even know if that's the right snake order anymore. I've completely lost track. But we're going to you. Well, he's Who's number you? two. He's number two. Yeah, he's always been number two in okay. this rotation. All right, there we go. <laughs> Boom. So I was right. Mark Ingram the second. Mark Ingram the second. Todd Gurley the second. Yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, my bus player this week is Todd Gurley and. You know the stats. The stats don't look good. Um, you know, under under sixty yards, all purpose, no catches. I, I I'm not too worried. I think it was more game script. Um, Browns making Jared Goff throw on him. You know, he, he made some good throws, but I, I think they really sold out against the run. Todd Gurley wasn't really unleashed, and you know, just bad game. But uh, I don't. I do not see this as a. I I, I think that's a fugazi. I do not see that as a rare. Occur- I think that's a rare occurrence. Todd's going to have really good games going coming forward, and uh, he's still the focal point of that offense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, Todd Gurley. I, 
it's not like uh, Malcolm Brown is is lighting it up behind no. him really. Um, he's the guy there. Yeah. They want to feature him, so uh, yeah, I, I think uh, that's a Fugazi for sure. Yep, I'd agree. All right, Robbie, my guy is uh other guy you were would be uh, considering number one overall pick last year, and that's Le'Veon Bell, and didn't really have a two game, but you know, too good of a game, but uh, that's the Patriots. They're not gonna let the best guy on the f- the opposing team to be able to do much with what he does, and he had Luke Falk on the helm. Um, they get a bye week right now. Sam Darnold's going to come back, hopefully healthy, and uh, I, Le'Veon's going to be fine. You should absolutely trust him moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have so many touches on the season. Yeah, he'll, he'll, He's on the field like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Not worried about Le'Veon. Though. Only got to play the Patriots twice. So. <laughs> I think um, what you saw in the Browns game was probably more indic- indicative of what uh, Love Bell's going to look like. Um, guys, just extremely involved in that offense, and Darnold coming back, they'll be fine. Um, all right, guys, uh, time to get into a, a new segment here. Um, we're three weeks in, uh, starting to build a, a little bit of film on, on these uh, various teams and kind of see how they're looking to begin the year, and we thought it might be a good time to do kind of a way-too-soon buy or sell. Uh, on um, you know, teams' playoff chances thus far. So, um, I'll start it off. I've got the uh, the Cleveland Browns and uh, their slow start. So, um, I'll I'll send it over to Robbie. Are you buying or selling that the Browns are actually as bad as their one and two start? So I, I'm I am buying in the fact that I think the Browns um, are not going to do as well as people thought at the beginning of the season okay so i'm buying that as well yeah yeah i i'm also uh buying i think mine says sell on the sheet but no i'm i'm buying since i changed it but um yeah i i do not think um i don't know what's kind of happened maybe a little bit of tape on the freddie kitchens offense uh from the prior year but as adam mentioned that offensive line um is not holding up right now in pass pro for uh, for Baker and, and, and to steal uh, one of Adam's favorite lines. He's he's Peter Pan in the pocket right now. He's uh, <laughs> he's looking to uh, you know escape the pocket when there's really no need. Um, yeah, not not looking great. The defense is playing pretty solid, but uh, offense has got to pull its weight too. So right now they're struggling. Um, you know, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Robbie, what do you have for us? So my team is the 49ers with the hot 3-0 start. Are you guys buying or are you guys selling? I'm selling. I'm selling also. Yeah, I am selling as well. This one, 49ers have just, uh, they've been uh, make, confusing me a lot this year. But, I mean, they're, they started, their starting schedule kind of looking back at it was kind of soft. Buccaneers, maybe not as great of a team. Well, Buccaneers were even in it to the end, and then Jameis decided to just throw a couple picks at the end and have the Niners run them back. So that game was a lot closer than the numbers come out to be. They played the Bengals. Bengals just looked awful, and they just ran away with it. I feel like that's how the Niners have looked, though, thus far. Like, each of their three games, it's been like there's 
There's been these big plays that um, just kind of allow them to jump up. Um, and even in uh, week three here for them, it was it was still a wacky game, kind of on the reverse end. What they had, they started the game I think with four straight turnovers on uh, on each of their offensive drives, and they were able to battle back in the game. But it's I I feel like I haven't seen like a a true game script play out for this team yet. Yeah, it, yeah, all these games have been kind of wacky, and it, that makes it kind of hard to figure out what's going on with them. Um, but the big thing for me of why I'm selling the Niners is their last seven games are it's just a brutal schedule. They get week twelve, they got they're hosting the Packers. Week thirteen, they're at the Ravens. Fourteen at the Saints. Fifteen hosting the Falcons. Week sixteen hosting the Rams. Week seventeen at the Seahawks. That's just that's a brutal seven game stretch. Yeah, and. I don't know how many games they'd win out of that. It's, it's kind of funny. I thought that I, I was looking at um, current uh, Vegas lines for making the playoffs for them just because I would assume that they're maybe more likely, but Vegas has it as like 50-50. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that, to be honest. I thought it'd be a little bit higher like on the Rave or on the Niners, but um, yeah, I, I don't trust that end of the schedule. They're team that usually gets beat up by the end of the year too, so I'm selling. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, I'm still not sold that uh, Jimmy G can uh, lead this team downfield when it counts. You Same. know, I, I I'm still seeing some iffy decisions. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I I think there's there's a lot uh, to be said. Um. In, in his lack of experience, and uh, we'll see. But, you know, I I do think that this defense, though, is better than a lot of people are giving it credit for. Um, that's true. Their, yeah. their run defense has been looking pretty good. Yeah, that's that's probably the side of the ball that's um, really been kind of driving this team's success thus far, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, in, in the long run, though, I agree with you. I don't think the, the Niners are making the playoffs. Guys. I'm buying the 49ers. Oh, really? I'm buying the 49ers to an, to an extent. Um, you know, I know a lot of what you guys are saying. You can be a lot of flips of the ball, like really flaky game or game scripts, and, you know, they pulled out three wins against three teams that are not really that good. Um, but you can also look at it as, damn, the 49ers, you know, how many turnovers have they had? Jimmy G hasn't looked that good. They can't score in the red zone, and they're 3-0. And um, if you go back to like three years, the past two years, since Jimmy G's been on the 49ers, they're nine and two in games where he started, and their only losses are at at uh, Kansas City and at Minnesota. So um, you know maybe he's just the rallying force that that team needs. But uh, yeah, I'm starting to buy the 49ers. I think you know they haven't looked necessarily good, and they're three and zero. So I think there's room for improvement, and uh, I think uh, you might see them win. You know, maybe half those games at the end of the year. That's fair. Yeah, I think we're we're all gonna have a. Uh, it's it's really gonna come down to when they play the Rams. We're we're gonna see what they're what they're made of when they play the Rams if they can if they can hang with them. So, um, Adam, why don't you finish it off here? Uh, who's your team? 
Okay, it's uh, the team that Bears fans love to hate. It's the uh, Green Bay Packers, um, and I'm I'm buying them. You know, three and zero start, and um, a lot of for a lot of the same reasons I'm uh, sort of buying the 49ers. Actually, they haven't looked good on offense. The defenses look phenomenal. I think Mike Pettin's dialed up a good game script to uh, sort of let his corners on the outside handle their own. Um, allows a lot of the linebackers and safeties to play more freely, um, but that offense hasn't clicked yet. Uh, I think they're trying to find a good run-pass balance, and you know I think it's you know it's looked a little ugly so far. But I think that'll get figured out. This is their first season together, uh, Lafleur and Rodgers. I don't expect this offense to look this bad going forward. And then uh, you know they're three and zero right now, and they beat at least at least two at least one good team so far. And yeah, I, I'm I'm buying it. I think you have to buy it. Quietly one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think you said it all. Um, you know, that offense has not looked great yet. Um, and, and they're still 3-0, and they're looking very strong. You know, what happens when, when the Packers' offense starts clicking, when Aaron Rodgers starts uh, dialing it up downfield? It's, it's a scary thought. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying the Packers as a, as a team that's for real. Yeah, they they might be the most surprising team I've seen this year. Just how good they've looked. Yeah. Robbie, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Out. Buying mostly because of that defense, how good that's looked. It's uh, it's definitely been surprising, and I I think they're they're gonna have a good season. Yeah, we were all over Jair Alexander in the off season, so yeah. All right, guys, um, it's time now for uh, everybody's favorite segment: the Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very New York Giants fans can't see Eli anymore because he's not on the field. Uh, Daniel Good. Jones is our can't see me player of the week. Uh, just unbelievable performance uh, for his rookie. Two rushing touchdowns, another two through the air. Looked amazing out there. Uh, very composed. Uh, New York Giants probably New York Giants fans are probably just like losing their mind. Uh, you know, just the the roller coaster ride that their QB situation has been over the years. So uh, this segment is not applicable to Dave Gettleman. No, no. <laughs> he saw. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he looked good. So we'll see, you guys. Uh, see if he can carry it over into uh, week four. All right. Uh, with that, let's uh, let's hear from our sponsors today. We got a we got a little something for you. When you're out vacationing, sometimes it can be very frustrating to go somewhere that's across the lake or bay where you're at. It can seem so close, but driving that long route around on land can waste a lot of time. Well, not anymore. Introducing Scuba, the world's first scuba assisted ride sharing app. Save some time and have a professional scuba diver take you to the other side of the lake. All you have to do is type in the destination, your scuba driver will do the rest. He'll bring all the equipment you'll need to tow you so you don't have to worry about a thing. This includes complimentary waterproof bags to store all of your personal belongings as you get towed across. It's a rideshare experience unlike any other. Download Scuba today and get where you need to be faster. Well, we've heard of ooh beers. Are there scoobiers? 
Not yet. Not yet, yet <laughs> Scoobers. But, you know, um, I know uh, Special Agent uh, Peanut Tillman has given some rides across Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you uh, to uh, Scoober, uh, latest addition to our uh, our sponsorship here. So thanks for keeping the light on, guys. All right, uh, guys, let's get into the week four uh, betting previews here. Uh, game one tomorrow night, we've got the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Packers are minus four at home, uh, four-point favorites. The over-under on this game, 45 and a half. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? I feel real good about the pack on this one. Um, you know, it's home game. Eagles aren't looking too hot. I mean, they're still banged up. Alshon might play, but I think on a short week here, Eagles sort of beat up. I, I think the pack roll here. I think you, you might see a little bit of an offensive breakout against this uh, weak secondary too from Aaron Rodgers. I think they get it going. This is an easy one for me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think uh, Packers are one of the bets I feel more strongly about uh, in this slate of games. I think they, they take care of business at home here and uh, kind of beat up on a – uh, hurt Eagles team. Yeah, I, this, this is the line that absolutely surprised me. I thought it was going to be more against this beat up Eagles team that just lost at home to the Lions. And, you know, I I saw it even open up at four and a half and I jumped on it. Now it's at four. Are you kidding me? Why, why is it shifting towards the Eagles? <laughs> is it Eagles because Alshon is going to play? Like, I, that's not going to be a difference maker. P- Packers are just, that defense is looking real good. If they get their offense rolling, they're going to absolutely cover that spread easy yeah yeah all right guys um game two on the slate we've got uh carolina panthers heading into houston to take on the texans texans are four point favorites at home over under on this game 47 robbie what do you got yeah i'm still liking the texans i think they're pretty undervalued at being minus four this panthers team they kind of surprised with kyle and Allen, but I don't see them doing it again against the Texans. This defense is a little tougher than that Arizona defense, and that that Texans offense it's rolling. It's uh, doing some good things right now. Um, I th- I think they could easily have have a good game. Yeah, I think you're starting to see that O line come together for for Houston. You know, San Diego's got a really good pass rush, and and they got to him a couple times, but for the most part. Uh, Deshaun Watson sort of had open open field there and you know field that comeback and uh, yeah I, I I like the Texans here Kyle Allen yeah like we mentioned looked great against the Arizona Cardinals but uh, you know let's see what he does against a real defense and I, I'm not I'm not buying that uh, I mean, Texans aren't you know great on the secondary but I, I just don't see Kyle Allen having that same type of performance so I'm I like the Texans here minus four for sure yeah I, I think um, you know the implied uh, odds here pretty much saying that um, Texans are barely a better uh, team than the Panthers on a neutral site. I, I don't buy that, especially without Cam. Um, Texans are a better team here. You got to like them at home, too, in front of the home fans. Uh, I think uh, their defensive line should be able to uh, put a lot more pressure on uh, Kyle Allen than what he saw in Arizona last week. So I think it'll be a tough day at the office for him. I think uh, Texans win this one pretty easily. I am a little worried about the Texans, though. 
got to show me that they can run the ball consistently because uh, that's the one thing I think that can keep them back right now. Have they done that, though, <laughs> since Deshaun Watson's been there? Yeah, I mean, you put too much pressure on, on uh, Watson, though. That oh, I mean, I get too one-dimensional. I agree with you, but yeah. they, I mean, they've, they've succeeded without that thus far. All right, um, we've got game three here. Uh, we've got the uh, Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Cleveland Browns. Browns are uh, six and a half point dogs here on the road. Uh, over under in this one is forty five. So uh, Adam, why don't you start it off? Oh, uh, this game, I think the line really matters here. If I think if it was minus uh, Ravens minus seven, I'd take the Browns. At six and a half, I'm going to go Ravens. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit closer, uh, closer of a game. You know, two two division interdivision teams. Browns have got to be desperate for a win. They don't want to see the Ravens go three and one, and then them them and some either the Bengals or the Steelers sitting at one and three. It this is the must win for the Browns. Uh, so I think you're going to see a really competitive effort from them, and uh, they might not win, but I think they're. Yeah, I, I think I'm taking the Browns actually. Flipped. Just talked yourself flipped, into flipped it. Flipped it, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very shaky on this. I'm, I'm not confident in it, in it at all, this line, because I could absolutely see the Ravens winning by a touchdown, and that's the way I'm leaning right now. But, again, it's a divisional game. They, these kind of games, um, they see each other twice a year. They usually don't go as expected sometimes, you know. So I, I'm, I'm leaning Ravens, but, you know, I'm not feeling good about it. Too much agreement here right now, guys. What is this? Uh, we've all been on the same page here thus far. No, this is where I'm breaking it up, though. Uh, I, I actually, um, I'm still kind of hesitant on this one, but I do like the Browns in this game. Like, like you said, Adam, I think they just come out desperate. Uh, this is kind of like an early uh, must-win game for them. Don't want to fall into that hole. Um, they, there's a lot of talent on the field, and I have liked the way the Cleveland's defense has played thus far. Uh, I think they've got a good amount of speed on that uh, side of the ball that should be able to kind of keep up with uh, some of the Raven speed that they try to match with. So, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, six and a half is a lot for an interdivision game that should be tight like that. So I'm on the Browns. All right. uh, Game five, guys. We have the New York Giants hosting the Washington Redskins. The Giants are three-point favorites at home. And the over-under on this game uh, kind of surprised me at the start, but 49-and-a-half. Uh, it's a pretty big spread for two pretty bad teams uh, on paper. So, um, Robbie, start us off. Yeah, like you said, these are on paper two bad teams. And, you know, Daniel Jones, he looked pretty good coming out the start. He was able to move that offense. He, he led the comeback in the end. And this 49-and-a-half, I mean, I'm – Leaning, maybe taking the over here. I'm still haven't pulled the trigger yet, but um, yeah, I could. These two defenses, they're not. They haven't been great. Um, Giants have in the last game they showed they can move the ball under Daniel Jones and uh, Redskins. They've actually been able to move the ball. I mean that that last game against the Bears at, at the end of the game, they're kind of clawing back. But yeah, first two games they were able to do it. I think if you missed out on Daniel Jones, if you're in need of a QB, I think Case Keenum is a pretty solid stream this week. I think you could see a lot of points in this game. And for me, I'm I'm leaning the Giants on this one. I think they've they're better on the offensive side of the ball, and they're going to get it done under Daniel. Yeah, I disagree with you. 
this is the Landon Collins revenge game. <laughs> let's let's call it what it is. No, uh, I I think the, um, a lot of people might be sour on the Redskins right now because of what happened on Monday Night Football. But you gotta remember they were going up against uh, arguably the best defense in the league. Uh, Case Keenum didn't have one of his best games, sure, but um, I don't think that's a truly indicative uh, of what his uh, level of play is at this point in his career. I still think the Redskins have. Um, you know, shown that they can move the ball on offense this year. Um, and, you know, that Giants defense is not uh, very good by any means. Without Saquon Barkley, too, for the foreseeable future here for the Giants, I'm worried that they might get a little one-dimensional, and that's very tough on a uh, rookie QB. I'm going Redskins here on the road. You know what? I, w- I think going into the conversation, I was going to go Giants, but... Uh, flipped them flipped them no i i I think it's for the reasons solely is you know we haven't seen this offense without saquon barkley and he's mvp candidate best probably best offensive player in the league (laughs) he was in and out of last game he didn't play the full game yeah especially at the end when they came back yeah i mean wacky things happen when injuries happen during the game they got a whole week to prepare for this giants offense without saquon barkley and um you know, I don't think it's going to be as pretty as people seem. I, I see that line at, you know, 49 and a half. I think that's a lot of people with glowing eyes at seeing what Daniel Jones did in a small sample size. I, I would actually take the under in this game. But, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones also is, you know, prone to fumbles too. I, I can see the Redskins, you know, getting to him once or twice, maybe getting a strip sack. So, yeah, I, I, in interdivision game, I'm taking the Redskins plus three. I like it. I like it. All right, uh, we've got our fifth game here. It is the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Oakland Raiders. The Colts are seven-point favorites at home, and the over-under on this game is 45. Uh, I'll start it off here. I've got the Colts. I've been pretty high on this team all year. Um, There's a lot of talent here outside of the quarterback position, and I think people are starting to come around to that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has not played bad at all. Uh, I've actually been fairly impressed with uh, what he's shown on the field. He's been able to uh, find some of his playmakers on the outside, like T.Y. Hilton. I know uh, he's battling an injury, but um, you know this this Colts team, they're they're bruisers on the uh, on the offensive line just are, are controlling games right now uh very impressive and yeah that defense has a lot of talent too um you know don't sleep on guys uh like uh Kamoko Ture um on the defensive line for the Colts uh, that's a guy they drafted I believe two years ago um in the fourth or fifth round that's really um turned into a, a nice contributor for them so uh yeah you know Colts got playmakers all over the field uh I like them to kind of beat up on a uh, not so good Raiders team yeah I mean I look at last week what the Vikings did to the Raiders and you know the Colts are a very similar team you know heavy running team a little bit of play action um you know slides at night my uh colts minus seven i think if ty plays you, you got to pound the colts here i think they're gonna win big um you know is, is he gonna play though i i, I don't know i don't, I don't I think even if he doesn't play. i mean I, i'm still on the colts even if he doesn't if he doesn't uh you know start start your eric ebrons because he's gonna get a lot of looks but um i, I like paris yeah. campbell mm-hmm. they, they got options there but yeah. uh 
Yeah, no, I, I'd like the Colts regardless, but uh, if he does play, that's a that's an easy easy bet. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm I, I'm I'm on the Colts. Um, I'm not as confident as you guys are, but mostly because that minus seven just seems like it's a lot. Um, even though the Raiders have been getting blown out lately, Colts have been in some very competitive games. But I think I they could do it. I think this is this can be a week that they can overcome that and you're going to see a lot of Marlon Mack on the ground just pounding on this very soft Raiders front and yeah I, I, I the Colts are pretty safe you know um, their card last week did not look good this Raiders team just just overall not looking too good you know you gotta you gotta lean Colts yep all right, we're all in the Colts. Uh, next game, guys, we have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions are six-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Over-under on this game, the largest of the week, no doubt, um, because the Chiefs are in it, is 54-and-a-half. Um, Adam, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, uh, I don't really have a good feeling about this game the lions they're wacky when they play good teams you never especially at home you, you never know what kind of team you're going to get from them uh especially under patricia but you know i think i think the chiefs just got too much they're, they're just going to overpower them and uh maybe squeak by with a uh cover of seven points with a touchdown but uh i, th- I think it's going to be closer than people expect um you might see the lions with the lead after the first half but uh i think just that offense is too much. It's been too much for every other team to handle. I, I don't see the lines being any different. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm on the Chiefs here. This is probably next to the Packers line, the one I feel the most comfortable about. Um, I, I think uh, getting on the fast track in the Dome there, that, that plays a lot to the uh, Chiefs' advantage. I think one of the uh, strong points of the Lions uh, team thus far has been their rush defense. And... Um, you know that's just not the way Kansas City plays, so I think they kind of neutralize the strength of that Lions. Uh, D Darius Slay's a, a great player on the outside for them, but I think the Chiefs have enough options uh, to be able to work around that. Uh, I I just think there'll be a little bit too much for the Lions here to handle. Yeah, this, this Chiefs team. Uh, do you guys know this is going to be a uh, Mahomes' uh, first career game inside a dome in the NFL? Really? What? Yeah, this is going to be his first game in the dome. So, and the last time he played in the dome, um, back in college, he threw for six hundred yards and six TDs. So you could chalk that up. No, but um, all seriousness, yeah, I do. I do like the Chiefs. Um, yeah, like you guys said, that's just a way. That's a high powered team. Um, and with the the over under at 54 and a half i mean you're gonna see that a lot with the chiefs like you did last year and i i like the over because i think the lions could still have the ability to put up points i love to kind of contest that oh yeah and um chiefs but i i i like the chiefs to cover six and a half because i think at the end lions are going to try to keep up but they just won't be able to in the end i i like the chiefs yep that's going to be a high scoring game though i i really think so I'm with you. All right. Uh, probably one of the more intriguing matchups on this uh, slate of games, guys, is the New England Patriots heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, Bills are seven-point dogs at home. 
over-under on this game is uh, 42.5. Robbie, why don't you kick it off? This is a 3-0 Bills team against a 3-0 Pats team. And you got to imagine that the Pats are going to be coming out 4-0 out of this one. Um, Pats are seven-point favorites. This is going to... Right now, I've got it at the Pats, but I'm I might be swinging to the Bills just because I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. These are two teams that have some Patriots. They've been shown that their defense has just been great so far, and uh, Bills, well, they've been probably better, I'd say. But um, over under at forty-two and a half, I'm I'm at I'm leaning on I'm going to take the under on this one. I, I don't think this is this is going to be a grind them out kind of game. They're going to, and, you know, just because it's it's seven points, I'm, I'm going to switch over to the Bills. You know, that's a, in a low-scoring game, that's that's not a lot of points. And I, I think you could see the Bills compete in this game. I had the pads, but, you know, I'm going to lean Bills right now. This is, this is a tough one for me, too. Uh, I've been on the Patriots. Uh, with you know minus whatever the first three weeks and they've they've hit every single time this is the one I feel the the, the worst about going in still like the Patriots uh, you know minus the seven but I this this one could be close you might have to sweat this one out and maybe uh maybe a fourth quarter late fourth quarter score to make up for the fucking blunder last week <laughs> that ended uh ended our parlays but yeah uh, I'd, I'd still take the Patriots uh, here on the road yeah, I uh, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm taking the Patriots. Um, I I do like the under in this game. I think it'll be close, but ultimately, yeah, that Pats defense is looking really good. I think uh, you know Bill Belichick has taken a more personal interest in it this year, just because he doesn't really have anybody <laughs> running it, um, which is bad news for everybody else because that means that he's actually the guy. Uh, masterminding it, and um, you know that's not good when uh, you know you got the best, uh, pretty much the best schemer of all time uh, out there drawing up a defense on a, on a weekly basis. So, yeah, I, I think the Bills are going to struggle to move the ball. Uh, I think it'll be close, but I think ultimately we're looking at something like twenty to ten here. Uh, I still like the under, uh, but I think the Patriots will cover. All right, uh, next game on the docket, we've got these. Uh, oh, I almost said it there too, Robbie. L.A. Chargers heading to Miami oh, to take Chargers. on the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins are 16-point dogs here. Uh, over-under is 45 in this game. Guys, I actually like the Dolphins here. Um, you know, I didn't think they played that horrible in Dallas last week. Uh, that first half was pretty close and there were uh, they were a couple of plays away from going into the uh, halftime in a very tight game if not tied uh, at least a three-point game with the Cowboys uh you know second half it kind of imploded on them but you know I think they're starting to come to uh, together here a little bit and no by no means so I think they're winning this game but I I think you're slowly kind of starting to see them get up from the mat and uh they're not going to be the uh you know the floor mat of the NFL anymore. Um, they'll, they'll be able to kind of put up a fight like the rest of the NFL. Still not going to win a lot of games, but I think they're getting better. I like the Dolphins to cover here. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, 
16 points to a one and two Chargers team is is too many points. Yeah, um, with the Chargers coming all the way across. Yeah, and you know they might be and they might play a little inspired now that they they know they got Melvin Gordon coming back, but you know I I still think it's too much. Uh, it's too many points to give up. And uh, and like you said, it, that was a pretty good first half they put up uh, in Jerry Dome there. So. You know, I, I think, yeah, like they're not going to win, but I think this is just too many points. You got to take them. Yep, Robbie, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. And before I start, that I I just want to say, I'm playing every single Charger I have in this g- game in fantasy this week because you got the Miami Dolphins. Here, here, here's what they are through three weeks. Their rankings against QBs, they're number two worst, letting up 29.6 a game. Running back number one, letting up 30.7 a game. Wide receiver number five, letting up 31.5 a game. Tight end number four, letting up 10.8 a game. Defense, absolute worst. Number one, letting up 20.7 a game. This is a bad team. This is a tanking team. I, I, I do also have a question now that I'm thinking about it. Does this does this team end up 0-16? Because the way they've been <laughs> tanking, they... They've got a very good shot at being zero and sixteen. You know I, what? I don't know how it's, many. Teams. It's hard for a team, like even a bad team, like a bad, it's team this bad to go zero and sixteen. There's this random things that happen. Games that, that's that, true. That they, this they, they might walk real into one. Bad. Yeah. They sold every good guy they had on that team. They still got Xavier Howard. Or Xavier Howard, and if he if Mike Williams doesn't play, I mean he might just shut down their best option. I I could see this game being a little closer than you think, Robbie. You know. I think this is a get-right game for the Chargers. This is a perfect opportunity for them. They started off 1-2, and two, which is below their expectations. They're going to come into this Dolphins team, and they're going to want to just absolutely dominate them. And with Melvin Gordon coming back, you're going to see Eckler just wanting to have a lights-out game, oh, and I, I think I he does have it. Yeah. So I'm that's why I'm on the Chargers for this one. I, I think this has got a lot more meaning to them than you would think. Yeah, I, I don't know. This just this game screams like backdoor cover to me. I, I bet it's like it's probably like twenty seven ten late or you know something along those lines or like twenty seven six late and uh, you know Do- Dolphins get a late touchdown in garbage time to to hit the backdoor cover. I don't know. It's just it's a lot of points to give up and you know I've I've seen improvements in the way they're playing. So uh, I'm on the Dolphins. You know you can't you can't count the count out. Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got uh, next game on the docket. The um, Tampa Bay Bucks are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Rams are nine-point favorites here at home. Uh, Over-under in this game is 50. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start it off? Yeah, this, uh, this is going to be a higher-scoring game, at least Vegas thinks so. Um, Buccaneers, you know, it's Rams have they, – they've been – They've been doing uh, what we thought they'd be doing this year, and the Buccaneers, uh, they're kind of the random coin toss on whether how Jameis plays. Um, but, you know, this B- Buccaneers team, I think they're a little better than you'd think. Nine points is a lot. Um, you know. I don't know. You said you said it, this, this could be a Jameis week. I, I, I just got a feeling this might be a Jameis week. You know the Rams, the Rams defense, the secondary—it's not that good. They get so many playmakers. I—I I don't know. I—I I could see Jameis balling out in LA and uh, you know really, really keeping them in the game. I—I I disagree. I think the Rams D line 
uh, does some damage here in this game and puts a lot of pressure on Jameis. I think he throws up some ill-advised passes, and this one gets away from him early. I, I think the Rams will. Uh, I think the Rams will win this one by double digits. I'm, I'm pretty confident in it. All right, uh, next game we've got the um, Tennessee Titans heading into uh, hot Atlanta to take on the Falcons, who are not so hot right now. Uh, that spread is Falcons minus four. The over-under is at 45. Uh, I actually like the Falcons here. Um, is not impressed at all with what the Titans put on. Uh, last Thursday night uh, when they took on the Jags, it was a really disappointing effort. Um Quite a sloppy game. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota hasn't put anything on film in the last two years. That's that's shown me that uh, he's recovered since that injury he took, and uh, that he's back to playing in uh, the way he was his his early couple seasons. So, um, you know, I, I I think Atlanta's firepower they'll be able to do enough, and Tennessee doesn't have enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball to really uh, exploit this Atlanta defense. So, I'm taking the Falcons here, guys. Yeah, I've seen some uh, I've seen some struggles on this Falcons offense. It, it can be a great offense, but you know this Titans defense is it's still one of the best in the leagues, and I think they're going to come in after being kind of embarrassed on Thursday night to uh, be able to get back where they're at and just be a overall solid defense. And I think they're going to keep it close with the Falcons. I think overall the Falcons are going to eke out this victory, but it may be only be only by like a field goal um i don't see them blowing them out of the water by any means but i i also this 45 i, I like that under i i think with that the falcons kind of struggling to get the ball moving at at time on offense um titans could take advantage of that and again like you said the marcus mariota has just not been great moving the ball so i, I think 45 is a little high yeah when, i mean you look at this falcons team you know, the narrative going into the year is the defense is healthy. The defense is going to be back to normal. And, you know, defense is starting to get banged up again. Unfortunately, Keanu Neal lost for the year. Yeah, that was brutal. That, that That's that's tough for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but this defense has looked at just as bad as they were the entire year last year. Um, and nothing's, nothing's shown me so far that that's going to change. I mean, and... They don't have a pass rush. They don't. They don't. Mm-mm. And... You know, Matt Ryan's stats have looked pretty good, but he's also been turn, uh, turnover-prone. And if, you know, the Titans are the one team in the league that really capitalizes on turnover differentials. So I, I can see, you know, you know Titans being plus three in a turnover ratio and eking out a victory here. But, you know, I, I like them with the points here, plus four. I think they just have a two balance of a offensive attack. If they win a turnover battle, I think they'll they'll cover that for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to who gets up early in this game because I think either uh, if if the Titans are put in a position where they can kind of eat clock and run the game out, uh, I think they'll be able to do that. I think uh, Derrick Henry will be able to have some success against this uh, Atlanta line. But if Atlanta gets up on him early and you force Mariota, Mariota to throw, it's going to be a different story and uh, you know, you're going to see some turnovers by Tennessee. And, uh, you know, at that point, I think the Falcons would win pretty easily. So uh, I think it's going to be about who kind of comes out and uh, has the hottest start. 
All right, uh, next we have the Seattle Seahawks heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are five-and-a-half-point dogs at home, and the over-under in this game is 48. Um, Adam, why don't you start it off? You know, I don't, I don't feel particularly great about this game, but five-and-a-half points at home. I'm thinking the Cardinals here. The Seahawks, they have not looked like a good team. they gotten, you know, Two bad wins, I guess, against the Steelers and Bengals, um, and then you know the loss to the Saints, where that game was over at the half. Like they got they got blown out. Um, a lot of garbage time points there for Seattle. Uh, I I just don't think they're that good of a team that you know they're giving up like five and a half points on the road in their division. So I, I I take the Cardinals here. I think you could see Kyler have himself a good game and get his first one. Yeah, with that being a divisional game, it's gonna I can see the. This just trying to be competitive. This is a a big game for the Cardinals to try to get a win. I think they're going to try to be. Th- they're going to be a lot of throwing going on. It's going to be a back and forth game. Um, I like the over in this game because of that, um, especially since both these secondaries are a little suspect. Yeah, and I I I think this is gonna this is gonna be a close game, a very close back and forth game. You know. I, I just tend to think that the uh, Seattle Seahawks are going to be able to run the ball, stick to their bread and butter, um, and and kind of eat enough clock in this game to be able to dominate and, and keep the, uh, Kyler and that Kingsbury offense uh, off the field. Um, this is kind of, uh, I think what you're seeing here is uh, one of the strongest running teams in the league going up against one of the worst run defenses in the league. And... Um, you know, I think that's really going to play out. I expect the Seahawks to truly exploit that. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a big day for uh, Rashad Penny if he can get in there and, and log some carries. Uh, otherwise, if it's uh, Carson mainly getting the load of the carries, then he should be able to have a good game. Um, but, uh, you know, if the Seahawks are going to want to keep uh, pace with the Rams, this is exactly the kind of game that they have to win. They have to be able to take care of business against an inferior opponent on the road, and, and that's what uh, uh, I think that they're going to be able to do here. I, I like them to cover the 5.5. I am with you on that uh, feeling pretty good about the Seattle running backs in this game. As, um, I'm also feeling pretty good about the Cardinals receivers in this game. I think um, if you got... Any on either side, you're you're pretty set. Yeah, I'm I'm liking the over on this game, like Robbie mentioned earlier. Um, you know, I I agree with Evan. I think Seattle's going to be able to run the ball, but I I, I think their secondary is going to get exploited this game. So I I could see you know back and forth game, high scoring, could be an exciting game to watch. So uh, I'm excited to see it. Yep. Okay, um, we have the Minnesota Vikings coming into Chicago to take on the beloved Bears. The Bears are two-point favorites at home. Um, this is the lowest over/under on the slate at thirty-eight and a half. Uh, kind of going into some of the uh, struggles the Bears have had here on offense. You got to think that line has uh, something to do with that. But um, guys, I I actually I like the Vikings out right here. Um, I I don't think I've seen. I, when the Bears have played thus far, they've been a sloppy team. It's been far more uh, – they've had a lot more penalties than they uh, were seeing last year. They were more disciplined. Um, 
you know, they're they're dealing with some injuries. Uh, Akeem Hicks is hobbled on the defensive line for them right now. I, I just think um, this game's going to come down to who's able to keep their defense off the field the most and, and kind of give them a breather. Uh, ultimately, I just think the Bears, you're going to see a lot of three and outs in this game. It's going to put a lot of pressure on uh, Bears defense to make stops. And I think the Vikings running attack with Delvin Cook will just be able to wear him down in the end. I'm expecting a low-scoring game. Uh, I think I actually like the under in this game. Uh, I, I think you could see something like 16-13 here. It'll be close, but I think the Vikings pull it off. Yeah, I can absolutely see the under in this game too. Um, just two two great defenses going at each other. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tight one. I think the Bears are gonna pull off the victory, and if it's just a two-point spread, I I think I'd like them then. Um, it's it, it's at Soldier Field, so I think they're gonna rally off that uh, win in, against Washington, um, and just come out with the victory here. Yeah, I mean, look at this game, this matchup. Uh, I don't know if the Bears are better suited to play any team in the league than the Vikings. You know, um, I don't think Dalvin Cook's gonna have a lot of success running the ball, and that's gonna force them to do what they haven't done this year, uh, at least in their, in their victories. And that's throw the ball. And, you know, a guy like Kirk Cousins, he, he's a guy that <laughs> exploits pretty bad defenses, but when you get him against one of the elites, you see him fold and make mistakes. And I think that's exactly what happens here. I do not see the Vikings offense having the same success as they've had against opponents like the Raiders and Falcons. I, I think the bears won here easily. See where I think you're wrong. There is, um, one thing that we've seen uh, from Minnesota and Mike Zimmer thus far this season is patience when it comes to the running game. Uh, even in that loss to Green Bay, they stuck with it, and it, it actually brought them back in that game. They were able to uh, you know, get their defense off the field and control the ball for most of that second half, had a chance to win at the end. Um, I think you're right that it's going to be uh, a struggle at first, but I think that uh, Minnesota will stick with it, and it'll kind of be just a slow grind throughout the game. Both teams are going to be uh, doing a lot of check downs in, in between the tackles running. Uh, but ultimately, I, I think it's, I think it's uh, the Vikings who have the better running game and are going to be able to uh, get the edge there and control more clock and, and wear down the defense more. Yeah, Bears are got a better run defense than the Packers, so I, I think they're going to be able to still contain them the same way how at the end of last year you saw Dalvin Cook just running over teams, but then when he played the Bears, they just shut him down. I think you're going to see about the same thing, and this is going to just be a couple struggling offenses on the field. Yeah, so, yeah. I think I think the Bears take, take advantage of a good matchup here at home and get the job done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Definitely going to want to monitor the uh, status of Akeem Hicks. Uh, that's that's going to play an important factor in this one. Okay, uh, next game we have the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into the Mile High City to take on the Denver Broncos. The uh, Broncos are three-point favorites here at home. Another low over-under, guys, at 39. Robbie, kick it off. Yeah, this is going to be a defensive vet. Battle again, uh, another one of those defensive battles. Uh, I like the Broncos here mostly because um, you know they they've got that September mile high advantage um, that they've thrived on for the past. I don't even know how many years. It's been a while. They've just been winning in September because 
Well, teams tell, can't tell handle Pinheiro then. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a whole different specimen. He's at Eddie De Niro. Oh, yeah. You know, he's he's money. Eddie but, um, yeah, that I, I like the Broncos. I I like what I saw in Philip Lindsay this past weekend. I I think they're going to resort to a run game, and it's going to be a lot of game on the ground. You're going to see. Um, I think the Broncos at home they they've got the edge. They've got this September advantage. <laughs> Even though it may not be the 21st night of s- September, you know. The earth, wind, and fire home with the advantage there. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Jags here. I like a money line. Um, you know, I think the Jags are a team that is probably a little bit better than what, you know, their record says they are. And uh, this Broncos team. I just don't know if they have enough offensively to get the job done against a uh, unit, defensive unit like the Jags. I think they got the secondary, um, regardless if Jalen Ramsey plays or not, to sort of limit limit the Broncos. And uh, I think Gardner Minshew makes enough plays, and maybe the Fournette goes off for a big game here. But I, I, I like the, the Jags winning in a defensive running style. Yeah, this is a, this is a fun game because it's, these two teams are built pretty similar. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be, like, two teams beating their heads against a wall for 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't watch this one if you, if you got other options. Yeah. I, I don't know. I actually I kind of like these, like, physical games. But I, I think the Jaguars are uh, going to be able to pull this one off on the, the road here, or at least cover the spread. Um, I've been very impressed with the way uh, Gardner Minshew's played this far. And I think um, the Jaguars – you know, their running attack has been a little um, more prolific than what we've seen out of Denver thus far. They did have a better game last week, but, um, you know, ultimately I'm, I'm still a little worried about the Broncos' running attack. And, uh, you know, Joe Flacco's not scaring me. Um, uh, you know, throwing the ball through the air. Uh, did not uh, do much against that Packers defense last week. So, um, you know, Jags are another tough defense. I, I expect them to play them tough. Um you know, another low-scoring game. Probably, I think the under probably hits, but I'll take the Jags. All right, uh, Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, the Saints are actually two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this one. Over-under in this game is 47. Um, guys, I, I like the Cowboys right now. I'm a little iffy on it. It's, it's such a close line. Um, I think if you can get the Saints even at uh, three or four, it might shift for me right there uh, once you get across that key number. Um, I am expecting a very tight game here. I'm also expecting it to be low scoring. Uh, Cowboys have not played a real defense yet this year. This is going to be the toughest test by far they've faced. I think, uh, you know, Dak will still be uh, good. He's still a good quarterback, but I think uh, you know his performance is going to come back down to earth a little bit in this one. Tough environment to play in. Uh, the place gets loud. So, um, I, yeah, I, I think the the Saints will be able to keep in this one. But, uh, you know, as long as it's two and a half Cowboys, I'll take Cowboys. But if it goes to three, swap out over the Saints. Yeah, I like the Cowboys here. Um you know, this is going to be a big game for them because, you know, Sunday Night Football, they've looked like the best team in the NFC thus far. Granted, they haven't played good opponents, but, uh, you know, they look dominant out there, and I, they haven't really even unleashed a, a uh, 
a really good Zeke game where they pound the ball, it gets 200 yards. And, uh, you know, this Saints secondary is pretty good with the, the three Ohio State guys back there. And I think this might be the game where you see the Cowboys, you know, sort of pull back Dak a little bit and lean on the run game. And I think, uh, you know, their defense is good enough or that's a winning formula even on the road uh, in New Orleans. So, I, yeah, I like the, the boys here minus two and a half. I'm almost thinking that last week um, they didn't do so hot in the first half because they're kind of already looking ahead towards the Saints this week. And I think Jason Garrett just lit a fire in them and just said, hey, let's. this is the Dolphins. We could do better. Come a of, on. A lot of clapping. A lot of clapping. <laughs> you know, once you hear that clapping, you know, it, you know, you got to kick it to 12th gear. But, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys, uh, they're, they're going to be ready to – take the saints at home um this saints offense uh with under teddy bridgewater they they didn't throw any deep passes at all i'm a little concerned about if they're going to be able to move on this dallas defense um Dallas defense hasn't looked as good as i thought they'd be but i still think they're a better squad than the seahawks are at this point in time and honestly i think the cowboys are going to just try to grind it out with in you feature a whole lot of Zeke, and I, I'm liking this under here for kind of that reason. I, I think this is going to be just a game where you see a lot of Zeke, a lot of Camara, um, and it's going to be it's going to be a lower scoring than this 47 has. Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing a lot of chunk plays in this one. Uh, I think it'll be a well played defensive game, and uh, you know. It'll be close. It'll be close. So I'm excited for that. It'll be a good game. Uh, two good teams. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Monday Night Football, guys. It's uh, Not as exciting. Not <laughs> as exciting. Uh, one of these teams is finally going to get in the win tally sheet. It's the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> heading into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, right now, the uh, Steelers are four-point favorites at home. Over-under in this game is 44. Um... Robbie, why don't you start it off? This is a very uh, before the season. This was looking like it would would have been a pretty uh, good Monday night football game, especially with us a little higher on the Bengals than they turned out to be. But this is looking like it's going to be a ho hum kind of game. But um, it's going to be, I think it's these two teams are going to stay with each other the whole way. So I kind of like the Bengals money line in this one. I think they're going to try to find a way on Monday night to be able to get the win. And as I'm starting to think about it, I might have to shift otherwise because I'm remembering that Andy Dalton um, <laughs> is absolutely awful in prime time. Okay, I'm I'm on the stage. Oh, flipping, no, flipping. no, no, you oh, can't do I this. Can't. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't, don't do it to him no. like that. <laughs> oh. He could be better. <laughs> he could be better. Let's let's see if me and Adam can talk you out of it. Talk, talk me out of it because I'm now very much – Regretting this Bengals pick, I, I think they, they could I, probably think stay about everything four. that went right for the Steelers in that game against the Niners last week, and they still couldn't capitalize, and they still couldn't win that game. And you look, yeah, at, that's true. You look at the Bengals last week uh, in Buffalo, a team that I mean, team that's looked real good, and they came back from fourteen and had to lead going like four minutes in the fourth, yeah. um, and their offense started clicking in that second half. You saw the playmakers um, sort of all getting utilized. Um, I'm excited to see what this offense can be once A.J. Green gets back. But I, th- I think this team is 
a better team than the Steelers, and uh, I think they went out right on the road. On the road, and uh, you might see a little offensive outbreak for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah I might. I, sorry to interrupt, but I might take that back because wasn't it the Bengals who absolutely surprised, smoked the Ravens last year on Thursday Night Football? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like just out of nowhere. Okay, I'm back on. Okay, that's I'm back that's on good. board. The, the Bengals, <laughs> off, Bengals, off <laughs> Bengals last year also uh, in a must-win game for the Steelers to get in the playoffs. They they played the Steelers to the end and almost won that game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Bengals win here. Yeah, I like the Bengals too. You know, it plus four. I I'm borderline money line on them anyway. I, you know, we're, we're these uh these podcasts people might think that we're like Bengals fans or something. They feel like every week we're like we're believing in them, but I don't I don't think that game against the Niners was truly indicative of what that team is and. Uh, I think they're much closer to the team that played the Seahawks and the Bills extremely close, both games on yep. the road. So yeah. uh, I, I'm expecting kind of a more true-to-form uh, performance here on the road in uh, Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, I think plus four is borderline criminal to get them at that uh, price. Um, so I'm taking them. Yeah, I, I, this game, I, I think you're going to see Bengals taking advantage of airing it out to John Ross. You might see him get a deep bomb there. Tyler Boyd's going to have a good game. This is uh, James Conner. He's got to get it right because this Bengals rush uh, defense has not been good. And if he can't get it against this, you know, that's bad news. I mean, I've, I was watching some of the these uh, the runs he had, and this line has just not been doing him any favors. I, it's kind of – I didn't think it would be that huge of an immediate impact of uh, Munchak going – Leaving, but the line's not like missing assignments. It's not looking great. I mean, I guess you could put some credit to last game, at least with uh, San Francisco just stacking the box and forcing Madison Rudolph to throw seven too. So I mean, this is the one. This is to see if James Conner is a bust. Really, if he doesn't do good in this one, you might have to sell. Might be too late. (laughs) Not for you. No, (laughs) I got out of there. Um. Guys, that's going to do it for our game-by-game picks. Uh, let's kind of get into our podcast parlay for the week. Did um, we talk about last week's or? Oh, we did. Know. We, 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 we touched on it briefly. Uh, we we did hit. Uh, it was the Texans money line. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, they covered minus 22 against the Dolphins. And then the Lions over the Eagles, they covered the they were plus six and a half, and they wound up winning that game outright. So uh, it was a good payout for the boys. Uh, what are we, plus uh, 240 right now? Plus 240 yeah. in a year. There we go. So follow us, follow us. We're making some money out here. Um, this week, um, guys, we're all on the Packers. We're all on the Texans. And do you want to do Bengals money line? Do we want to it's do it? It's up to Rob. You're the one that almost tilted onto the yeah. Steelers. I, I'm, I'm almost leaning towards it. If you're leaning towards it, I'll do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bengals money line. All, All right. right. Let's, let's so take Packers, a uh, Packers minus four, Texans minus four, and then uh, Bengals money line. So that's that's gonna be our. Don't tell me you guys up. have never gotten the lead out. <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's get the lead out here. So uh, Adam, what's your lead pipe lock for the week? Uh, you know, I think I'm all for three on these so far this year. Uh, that you does not that doesn't matter because we're going uh, tomorrow night. You know, at Lambeau, the Packers are hosting the Eagles. I like the Packers here, minus four. Um, better team, 
better quarterback, home team. I I think this line should be more like seven. Uh, Packers all day. All right, uh, mine. I'm I'm big on the Texans and Panthers under. I just think uh, Panthers have a good enough defense to uh, you know keep that game uh, relatively in check. Uh, it won't get out of hand. And uh, you know with with the Panthers in the backup quarterback uh, playing right now, they're actually going up against a true uh, real NFL defense this week in the Texans, not the Arizona Cardinals. I expect uh, the Panthers to you know not be able to put up uh, too much points on the Texans. Uh, I, I think this is a good over to take our a good under to uh, take a look at this week. Yeah, for me, it's gonna be this. Seahawks Cardinals game we're going over 48 points I think this is going to be a shootout of a game I think you're going to see a lot of action going back and forth and a lot of airing out in Arizona so um give me that over right there all right all right uh Adam what's the uh power parlay of the week well last week uh was a terrible beat um so what do you do when you beat terribly uh you double down so we're at we're adding a fourth team and uh, i feel really good about the gambling lines this week guys uh so here are the four team parlay we're going packers minus four colts minus seven texans minus four all home teams and then Bengals money line on the road um and if you get the opportunity buy that down the colts game down to six and a half uh pay out ten dollar uh ten dollar bet pays out 180 Ooh, really like the odds ooh, on that. We like that, like that a lot. All right, uh, guys. Before we head out, uh, let's do it on the clock. All right, guys. Ideal conditions, right? So try to take weather out of this. You know, we on the South Life, uh, South Lot Football guys. We like to stay caffeinated. So I want to know: cold brew or traditional warm coffee? I, I, like, I don't know I how you like can need to start this one. I, I I don't know how to not have weather factored into it because how, how are we supposed to factor weather out? Because if it's warm out, you know, I'll, I'll do the cold brew. It's it's April. It is fifty eight degrees. You know, I, it is I like the cold brew, but you know, the the hot coffee is a classic to get you going. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with the hot one. So I'm not even joking. I think the only time I've ever had a warm coffee. Is at Soldier Field, really? One of, yeah, uh, one of the games it was like freezing out. But you know, I, I was it just as a hand warmer too, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I I can't stand hot coffee. I I I put ice in plain coffee if I have to, rather than heating it up. I don't know. See, for, love love cold coffee. Cold for brew. me, I I only I don't drink uh, coffee in the afternoon. So if I have a coffee, it's typically pretty early in the morning. And um, even early in the morning, like in the summers, like it's all I like to wake up to like, you know, like the, the warm cup. Uh, I don't know. Like Robbie said, it's it's a good way to start off. Right. Uh, I'm I'm a warm coffee. Guy. Warm, but not scalding hot like some hotels I've been to. Where <laughs> it, it It's just sitting there out in the open for half an hour and it's still just steaming. And <laughs> eventually you just have to bite the bullet and burn your tongue. <laughs> all right, guys. We are at an hour and 20 minutes here, almost to the dot. Uh, let's get out of here. Good luck to everybody gambling this week. Uh, let's see. Uh, get back uh, at us. You know, let us know how we did. Uh, if you like picks on Twitter, hit us up. But uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take it easy.